talking fight fans thanks for tuning in to today's episode of knuckle up with yours truly mike or and we have a special guest for you today in the studio with us and that is josh supia you might remember him from wednesday at rebel entertainment man with that wonderful slugfest that he put on uh josh thanks for coming to join us today man uh thanks for taking time out of your schedule i know you're nice and healed up now i'm looking ready to you know you're looking good <laughs> a lot better than you were that night after all that battery man uh, thanks again for joining us. So, thanks for having me. Definitely. Um, so let's get right into it, man. Like, um, yeah, I know you're, you're in this on, you, you know, you're in the Canadian boxing scene. Uh, not too many people know that we we have legit boxers, man. Like yourself, you're uh, sporting that nice undefeated record now, seven and zero, six knockouts. Wow, how did it all start, man? What age? What age? I was like, I was like eleven or twelve years old. When I started, but I started doing uh Brazilian Jiu Jitsu first, like MMA, and then I was doing Muay Thai, and then uh, I switched to a club in Niagara Falls that did like everything. They're like an MMA gym, and uh, they have boxing, so I started like boxing, Muay Thai, BJJ, and then after like six months, I was like, man, these UFC fighters don't make much money. And, like this is like a lot of works, and I was right. just like boxing. I like I started veering towards that, and I was like, they make a lot of money, and I like it better, so I was like. All right, I'll do boxing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I went down the same road, BJJ, the Muay Thai. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. There's not uh, not too much action going on for that right now. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. work. Man. It's a, lot of, it's a, lot a ton of work, man. It's ton. You gotta live in the gym for that stuff. It's, yeah. It's, um. So, what age did you actually start competing at? Uh, I think my first fight was 12, 12 years old. I had my first fight, amateur, and then uh. I think I had so like the way amateur works, you have under ten fights, you're considered a novice. So I had like six, and then they moved me to open class, and then within like a year and a half, I was at the provincial level, and then national level. I think I won my first nationals in 2012. I think it was. So I would have been, been grade nine, so like 13. Wow. It was pretty quick. I quick. Who were some? Who were some influences growing up? Like watching. Yeah, Mayweather obviously he was massive. As soon as I yeah. started boxing, that's why I was like, "That's." I was looking at his numbers and I was like, "Okay, well he's making." <laughs> yeah, where we all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then the, once I started seeing everyone else's numbers, still they, they still make better. So I was like, "Yeah," but uh, Mayweather, Cotto, Shane Mosley, that whole era, Margarito, right. uh, Pacquiao, those guys like were who I grew up watching. Who were the influences to turn pro? Uh. Man, honestly, after my last nationals, I was just like tired of amateur. Uh, not saying that like anything, like I got robbed or anything. Like we, I had a close fight in my finals of my last senior nationals. I was seventeen, and I fought some guy from uh, Montreal, who was like 27, 28. and uh, we were in the finals. It was in Montreal, and whatever, it was a close fight, and he got the win. But then I was just thinking, I was just like, man, like I'm seventeen, and once I turned 18, I can turn pro. I was like, I don't want to like, just like put it in the hands of these judges. Cause in Canada, people know it's pretty political and national all that stuff. So I was like, let's just turn pro. I was with uh, my coach, Chris Johnson at the time. And he was big on me going pro anyways. So yeah, we just switched and went pro. And I like the Olympics. Olympics would be cool, but I don't know. It's not that cool to wait four years and then something bad does happen. So like, yeah. I see it you know, all. Wait, wait another four, maybe, right? Yeah, you, yeah, it's a maybe always. If if you're not French and can't, if you're not French Canadian, it's tough. So yeah. <laughs> that's what a lot of people don't understand, man. Like, 
you know, like Toronto had a great boxing history. We've had a great boxing heritage. Uh, all of Ontario has it, man. But it's it's like everything kind of floated over to the Montreal way, and everybody believes that Montreal is like that mecca of boxing for Canada. And um, you know, they're not because yeah. you're getting all the fighters from the rest of Canada. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, man, we gotta put the we gotta put it back on the map. Well, they host those nationals, and it's like, man, if you don't knock them out. You, go, yeah. you get a close decision, it's probably not going your way. And then they implemented yeah. a new rule too when I was on there. They're like, oh, even if you win, we get to pick who the best fighter is, which is fine. But when it makes sense to get a young kid who's turning 18 years old to be on the national team than some 28 year old, right? That close fight with them. Cause I just not, I was knocking everybody out that tournament and I went to decision with him, but like, but like I was 18 knocking throwing ass men out, you know? So <laughs> you got the power. Yeah, you should probably be putting that that young kid on the national team, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I yeah. pro. Now, 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 you're pro seven and zero. Um, what's uh, what's some of the short term goals? Where where you see yourself in like uh, say a year, year or two? Uh, we're trying to get. I want to be headlining cards in the next year, so I want to get to uh, try to get to ten and zero before the end of this year. Lee's gonna got me pretty busy, so. Lee's yeah. got something lined up. We're in the works of something hopefully soon. So if that happens, it happens. But for sure, I'll be back in December uh, at Rebel. Yeah. Definitely. I'll be there for that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be ringside watching it for sure. A uh, year from now, I want to be – we've got to start – I want to get ranked. Right? So yeah. I want to get world ranked. And uh, I think I'll be there in the in a year. We'll be like we'll, – we'll be able to get myself ranked pretty high up there. I want to stay busy. I missed two years, right? So, well, three – yeah, COVID and then what happened with my legs? So, <sighs> yeah, you know what? Like COVID really put a damper on a lot of people's, uh, you know, their their climb in the career, and it's 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 going to take a lot to bounce back from it. But you look like you're doing well at it, man, and it's just staying busy. Yeah. Hopefully, you do get to that ten. Uh, that, that'd be nice to see before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what's what do you think the biggest obstacle that you faced so far in uh, in boxing? Because I know there's a ton of politics, man. And especially here in in Ontario, what do you think is the biggest challenge that's come your way? Finding finding a real gym to train at, finding real trainers. It was tough. Uh, Canada, like, no disrespect to like Canada, like uh, the boxers in Canada, but it's like it. The the U.S. has everything. Like they're more advanced. They're more advanced than us in every sport. It's like when it's so. I went out to i was training in canada and everything was good but it was like man i gotta go to the next level like i mean in canada we don't have the sparring we don't have the the the, the, the amount of fighters that the us has so right that obstacle that took about I don't know, three months to find a gym i went to miami first spent like a month and a half in miami just going to gym to gym to see how i liked it i was by myself too i was only like 20 years old doing this stuff oh wow yeah i was just walking in blind to gyms uh, and then uh, I took a trip out to Vegas, uh, and then we were in Ve- I was in Vegas for like two weeks and just training at gym and gym, seeing how I liked it there. And then uh, one of my buddies got in contact with the trainer I'm with right now, Marco Contreras, and uh, he was like, "Yo, I got this kid. I was only two and zero as a pro. Or I was three and zero, two and zero. I was three and zero." And he's like, "I got to get my buddy." He's like, "My buddy's three and zero, three knockouts. Like, can you take a look at him? Uh, he's in Vegas right now, but he'll come to." Oxnard, California, and come to the gym. So Marco texted me. He was like, yeah, come through. So uh, when I showed up there, Marco had a guy who was, I don't, I'm not going to name drop, but he was world ranked. He was number, I think he was the number one contender at the time for uh, 
the WBO, I think it was, at 147. And I thought it was a 147-pound fighter at the time, which I learned quick. They're way too big. At least, well, back then, they were too big for me. I was young. I was small. And uh, I was only walking around, like, 154. So, like, oh, wow. no reason for me to think. And I was 140. I should be 147. <laughs> so, we walk around, like, 190, 180, these guys. Like, they're big dudes. They're massive guys at that size, right? Yeah. So Marco see me, he's like, okay, he's six foot tall. Maybe he's like, maybe he weighs, you know, Marco was like, he probably weighs like 170, you know, like this guy, this guy weighed like 180 at the time. So we sparred and uh yeah, we went at it for six rounds. We did like six hard rounds. And then after that, Marco was like, Yeah, you should stick around and train here. And he's like, he's like, What would you weigh? And then we figured I was like 154. So Marco was like, Yeah, you gotta be 140. And then yeah, but that was a huge obstacle. But then once I got there, it was super comfortable. Yeah, it was tough, man. Going from gym to gym that young in the U.S. like it's all dogs out there. There's there's twenty of you, you know. Like you gotta, yeah. and every sparring match is a battle. It's not like nice, like relaxed sparring, respect. You know, guys. <laughs> like, there's no respect, eh? Yeah, yeah. everyone's there. Everyone's trying to earn their spot, especially exactly. in Vegas. Like everyone's talking shit and like trying to stand out there and whatever. Yeah. What's the biggest part about training that you hate? I hate training. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually hate it that much, but yeah, honestly, that's yeah. yo, that's an that's an honest answer for real. That's an uh, honest answer for real. The thing I hate the most, uh, I don't know, like probably just like cardio. Like when you got to do like long runs or some shit like that, it's like I'd rather just uh, spar. <laughs> you know? Bar eight rounds, it's like nice and easy. But yeah, cardio sucks, man. Like when you're doing like long, long distance stuff, or like, yeah, if you got like an I do strength and conditioning, like my schedule is pretty, pretty uh strict, but I work out twice a day, five days a week. And so we got strength and conditioning in the morning and then boxing at night. But the strength and conditioning is like dreadful because like you wake up and you work out and stuff like that. But when I'm in California, I like training. I don't mind it. It's when I'm home, when I'm like, you're in your comfortable bed and like, I got my cat. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I don't feel like training. But in California, I got no distractions. So like, I don't mind it. But still, the strength yeah. and conditioning is like, it's tough. It's tough to like want to get into and actually want to do it. But I got a trainer there that pushes me to do that. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you definitely need the push, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, What's uh what's the long term goal? Like where where do you see yourself at the end of this when you're ready to hang it up? What what what's what, well what's... I'm definitely in it to to uh make a career out of it for sure. But I I think it's realistic for me to win a world title. I'm doing all the right things. I'm with the right people. I train with guys that are there and guys that have been there. So you know, it's like I, I'm seeing how they did it and learning from them and uh when you're in that atmosphere, it, 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 it seems very possible when you're with those people. If they've done it, you know. They're, I'm doing all the same things they did. So Right. Yeah. Your last your last fight, Wednesday. Wednesday it was only Wednesday, right? Like, wow, that wasn't yeah. that long. Yeah. It, was only, it was only last week, Wednesday, against uh, Reyes. Yo, can you, run, can you run us through that fight a little bit? Break it down for us, man. That, that was some crazy, crazy rounds, man, that went down yeah. in that fight. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people respected me after that fight. They didn't respect me before. So, but uh, yeah, we didn't know much about him. We knew he was three and zero. We didn't know he was on the uh, 
Mexican uh, amateur national team. So right. obviously he's got probably a lot of amateur experience. Yeah. Uh, we found that out when I was at the weigh-ins. He was wearing the sweater. Ugh. And my, oh. Marco's Mexican, so Marco knew right away. Marco's Mexican-American, so Marco was like, oh, yeah, he's on the he, – so we we knew all camp, though, like 3-0. and he, The guys he's fought, he, he, like he's beat some decent guys, so he's not like a slouch. And we didn't want a slouch. I wanted to be tested. Uh, so, yeah, we trained. We were ready, but we didn't know he was also six foot one. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's taller than me, but that wasn't a big deal either because I was sparring with actually guys. My last two sparring sessions were the guys that were, were a little bit taller than me, so it actually worked out perfect. But, uh, yeah, we were expecting a tough fight. And then once that bell rang and I seen him come out the way he was standing with his style, I was like, yeah, yeah this guy's not a, he's not a slouch. He's definitely here to fight. And, uh, yeah, man, he's fast. Like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know jab out. I was like, because usually like my jab is just like I I I I got a fast jab and like yeah. I usually out jab people. I still out jab them, but like I was like, man, this when his through his first jab, I was like, okay, he's fucking he's in shape too. Like yeah, and he could crack. But yeah, the first two rounds were like okay. I was kind of like patient still and not throwing too much. And then the third round, he landed some good shots and uh I took him. And then that was just showing everybody like I could take a punch too. Oh fuck! You fucking ate him, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure I got some good. I got some good shots of that too, man. Yeah. You ate some, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, after that fight, they're like, man, you could take a shot. And so I was taking those shots, and then we went back to the corner of the third round, and Marco was like, you need it. You need to step on the gas. You took it easy there, and he took advantage of that, and he landed some big shots on you. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so. At the fourth when the fourth round when the bell rang, I just pushed the fight and I came out like like I didn't even you know, he landed some big shots that third round where people were like, He's probably Josh is probably done. And then I just came out like fourth round, just firing and just taking it. Oh, it was like it was, whatever. It was, it was like a different uh, it was like you flipped a switch. Yeah. So you went like, back a little tired, and then it was like you just yeah, bang, and then you you're right at it and you just came it was out like a like, turning oh, point. Like the crowd was going insane, man. Yeah, and I dropped him at the end of the fourth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I spar with, I spar with dogs, you know. So it's like, I, I, I never panicked. It's like I was taking those shots, but like I'm used to that. I'm sparring with real fighters, right. like guys that are fucking high up there in the world, and then guys that are just like they're not bums. Like I, I get versatile sparring, so I get, I get guys that could crack, I get guys that could box, like. So like I'm, I'm used to that. I was just like I was ready. I did a lot of rounds of sparring before this fight because I fought last in July. And like that was like a quick training camp. Like I like I only spent three weeks with my trainer Marco. I was in Florida before that with a doctor, just doing rehabilitation. Like it was all over the place. We were really scrambled. And then this fight was like we had six weeks to actually just buckle down and and actually get a proper training camp after a three year layoff of fighting. So it really showed. Like I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. When I was getting hit, I just didn't panic. My my trainer didn't panic. He knew I was okay. Everyone was good. We were pretty calm the whole time. When I watched back the film, I'm like, shit, like that could have went bad, but no, you did you did you handled yourself under that pressure, man. You re, you regrouped, came back. Honestly, I just thought you were taking a bit of a breather round. That's all. You yeah, a bit of a breather, caught a couple shots. You were like, nah, who cares? I got a good chin. And then came out and just destroyed him. So, yeah, no, it was a great, great fight. Uh, to all the fans out there, yes, you can check that out. It is on this channel. So make sure you watch that fight. It's a great one. Uh, yeah, so what? Um, what's uh, what's a day? What's what's a what was a day like in camp going going into this one? 
you said the last one was kind of short, you know, three weeks. What was it? What was the camp like going into this one? The camp for this one was uh, it was just done proper. I went out in uh, end of July, so like basically right after my fight, uh, mm-hmm. I just flew back out. So I was kind of I, I'm still in shape, right? I'm, I was in good shape, but uh, we started. I started a nutrition plan with Greg, the nutritionist. Lee introduced me to him. Uh, he's out in the UK, so he started doing my nutrition. He does nutrition for a lot of like top uh, athletes in the UK and uh, well, boxers. Um, and then, so we started the nutrition plan that made a big difference. And then uh, my schedule was so strict and I don't, I don't skip days of training like, unless right. like, like, like super sick or something like that. But, yeah. yeah. We, we had like such a good camp. I didn't, no injuries really, nothing really wrong. So everything was like, just like done proper to a T. And uh, we just slowly started increasing the rounds of sparring. And we were trying to spar three days a week, and we were, we were getting that. We were, and I was getting work with all different kinds of uh, styles and all that stuff. And then the last two weeks were just, like, intense. We went really intense with sparring and all the training. But, yeah, I wake up, do my strength and conditioning in the morning. Then I nap throughout the day. And then around 5 p.m., I'm in the boxing gym. And then, uh, so that's five days a week. And then it's just Saturdays, we just do strength and conditioning. And then I get Sundays off. Wow. Wow. So the nutritionist, do you like it? It's a new yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you right? feel, feel more energy, more energetic, more? Like, I had so much energy. I like, I felt strong, felt healthy. It makes a big difference. Obviously it depends on which nutritionist you, you use. Like, cause I know people that use nutritionists and they hate it. And, uh, but using Greg, I've, I don't know, it was the best. <laughs> and he had me eating lots. Like, I was eating great. I was eating good food. I was eating lots. And I never felt weak. Uh, I never felt deprived. Like, even leading right up to weigh-ins, he had me eating, like, a lot. And I made weight no problem. Like, weight wasn't even an issue. And I was, like, I was at the be- I was in the best shape I've probably ever been in. Like, I felt great. And even after the sixth round of that fight, I felt like I could do eight, no problem. <laughs> I was so I was I wasn't even breathing that heavy at the end of the round. I was like, like so when Marco first thing he said to me, he said, How do you feel? Are you tired? I was like, honestly, I could do more. I was like, but I was like, obviously that was a crazy fight. It was a tough fight. So but yeah. Yeah, man. You 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 could go a few more rounds. So what what's the next so the next fight you're looking for? Is it going for eight next one? Yeah, yeah, we're stepping up to eight. Yeah, the next one, December for sure, is going to be eight. And uh, we got a few good opponents. It's going to be another good fight. We yeah. don't really want to fight any slouches. Like, I don't want to. Like, we want to. No, man. You know, that's that's one thing. That's one thing, Canada, that I've noticed with a lot of Canadian boxers is you, you guys you guys really pick and choose who you're going to fight because you don't want these, like, you know, these padded, fluffed records and, you know, yeah. just beating these nobodies because – when it comes down to it, once we hit that international stage, it, like it sucks that I have to say this, but we get slept on, and uh, you yeah. know our fighters don't really they don't get the recognition, and it's almost like we have to prove ourselves a little more than everybody else because Canada is so not involved in the whole international boxing scene. So you know, I commend you. Know, I commend you for doing what you do, man. Because like honestly, you guys fight tough opponents. Like, you guys step it up every fight. You're not looking to fight somebody equal. You're looking to fight a guy better so you can be better and move up. Is it, is it is it is it hard to always do that? Like, fight fight that style or just? Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I just, it's whatever because 
don't know. Being out, being out in Cali just makes you more comfortable with it when you're when you're sparring with guys that are just just that good, you know. So it's yeah. like when you come here, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a breeze to fight these fights. <laughs> like even though that was a tough fight, I still never like like at one point felt where I should have been worried or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Some people in Canada they stack their records, they pat them and stuff like that. Like it's yeah, just like, yeah. you're you're only cheating yourself. And like if you're if you're good and you got it, then fight the guys, man. So yeah, because like, like at the end of the day, you, you could be 15 and 0 with 15 knockouts, but you're fighting these stiffs. And there's there's 10 other guys in the U.S. that are signed to these major, big like promotion companies that did the same as you. So it's like you you don't stand out at all. And you're a Canadian guy. It's like, do you sell? Like, no. These guys, you got these guys out there that are selling arenas and stuff. So, like, yeah. but if you're some guy 15 and 0 and you're fighting these serious fights, and you're you're gonna be ready for anybody at that point because like, right. if you keep stepping up the level of competition, you're only gonna get better. There's so much I just learned from that that fight and going six rounds for the first time ever. Like, that's all important. Like, the experience and everything that I'm getting from this is great. So. Yeah, I'll never complain, man. Like fighting these tough fights and winning them and coming on top, it's like, you know, I'm only getting better. So, which um for everybody out there um, who doesn't know who you are, uh, definitely we're they're gonna find out who you are eventually. Um, what fight do you think would best describe uh you as the the boxer that you are out of all of your seven victories so far? Of all of them, well, since since the change in my life, definitely the last one. People are definitely wondering about my leg and stuff like that and how it works. I'm I don't notice nothing. But that last fight would just showed that I could I could fight. I if I don't knock someone out and stuff doesn't go my way, I'm still I'm mentally strong still. You know, a lot of people would be defeated that they're hitting these guys with their best shots and these guys are taking them. But there's guys out there like that, man. They'll take everything you hit them with. So like yeah, you just gotta be mentally strong. So I just showed that I could take a shot too. And I'm down to go to war. My face was all busted up and whatever. It's like it's just that last fight proved me to a T. Like, and then Steve Mullers was saying on the broadcast, like after the third round, he was like, they're like, that was a rough round for Lupia. And Steve's like, Yeah, but like one one round's not gonna change Josh for exactly. something exactly. like a fight or something like that. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yo, I was beside them while they were commentating on it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with them 100%, man. That, you know, that one round, nothing. But. So, hopefully, well, December we'll see you on a card. That's going to be great, man. I can't wait to see who you're going to be fighting. I know you're going to announce it eventually, and, uh, and we'll all get to find out who's, who's the next victim in yeah. front of you. <laughs> uh, do, you remember, do you remember the first, that, that feeling you got the first time you laid somebody out in the ring? Knocking someone down? Yeah, just, uh, just like that cold. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was young. I was knocking guys out as an amateur. So it was like the first one I had was uh, I think I only had like 10 fights. And I dropped the kid pretty hard at a club show in, in Niagara Falls. So it was in my hometown. It was our club oh, show. Nice. That was that was a cool feeling. And uh, I actually rocked the kid bad. He didn't go to sleep, but he went down pretty hard and his legs were gone. Wow. I was just like, man, I was like, that was, yeah. They used to tell me, like trainers and stuff, used to tell me, like, oh, like not once you start knocking people down, like there's no better feeling, especially in your hometown and stuff. And when I did that, that was pretty cool. But yeah, you always, you never really forget. Right. But then, like, I was a kid too, and like guys would come in the gym, like grown men, and then I'd be like 14 and 15, and we'd be dropping them and stuff like Bang that. Banging them out, eh? 
guys that box though like they box and they would want to spar and it's just like okay like i wouldn't have sparring because sparring was tough to get to right so my trainer at the time would just throw me in there and i would spar with these men i'd drop them left hooks to the body or you know i'd be just smashing them and they just take a knee or something like i was still little so was, <laughs> but yeah that's awesome man you know i love that that's great stories knocking yeah. old men out when you're 14 and you're still doing it today that's great yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and, then you get, and now you get paid for it yeah it was like killer mentality you gotta have that killer mentality like, I, don't know, I had that as a kid my brother had it there's a few other guys at the gym that had it but yeah we just whoever they put in there it's like go to town do what you gotta do that being said do you want to be loved or do you want to be feared yeah i'd rather be feared right. <laughs> right. you know i ask i ask a lot of people that man and and honestly they go the other way they say love man i like i like i like to hear it when a guy says yo feared man Yo, fear us up in Canada, people. Fear us. Like, yeah, when you install fear into people, they act a lot yeah. different. Yeah. And people can change up a lot when they That's get fear, when they're feared, right? Yeah. Well, the love will come. The love will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, love, the love will come when they fear you. That's it, man. Yeah. Make them all fear, then they'll love you because they, they have to. They have to. Yeah. Just, you know? <laughs> well, Josh, honestly... I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I know you got to get a nap in probably before you get to the gym <laughs> or yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> Two-day training stuff that you do. Uh, so, yes, thank you again for coming to join us here on Talk and Fight. And uh, my show, Knuckle Up, man, uh, it was an honor to actually talk to you and meet you. Great performance last week. I uh, can't wait to see you back at Rebel in December, man. Definitely going to be a big one. Uh, I can't wait to see you smash somebody out again. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yes, to all the Talk and Fight fans who joined today, thank you for tuning in to today's special episode with my special guest today, Josh Lupia. Thank you again, brother. It was my pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yo, let everybody know where they can heet you up on your Insta and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Check I just out Instagram, Joshua, Joshua underscore Lupia. That's, that's all my platforms. I only usually use Instagram. Yeah, follow me on there. Guys, you heard it here, man. It's your man, Mike Orsan. We'll see you next time. Knuckle up. Thank you.